Welcome to episode six of In It. Imagine this. You're a 10-year-old girl, just moved to New York City from Egypt. Your English is not very good. You're trying to understand your new surroundings. It's June 2001. July, August, September 11th. The United States is now flipped on its head. Your life as a young Muslim girl also, but you don't quite understand that yet. Today I talk with Omnia Hamis. She's a rising star at a global company, but she comes from humble beginnings, as you'll see. Omnia is currently living in South Africa, where she's helping her company expand. Her mom is back home in Queens with her brother. Her dad was visiting family back home in Egypt. He's stuck there now. Omnia is one of the most positive people I know. You'll, you'll see it on her face. So I was surprised when I asked her, how are you doing, that she said this. I'm trying to stay neutral out here. I hear so many people saying they're trying to stay positive, but you're the first person I've heard that says she's trying to stay neutral. The low moments are really low and the high moments don't last. So trying to stay in between in a neutral, healthy way. I live in Johannesburg. So weird when I say it still, I'm like, what? I've been here for 10 months and right now the country's on lockdown. So the police and the military are on these streets and they're watching. I want to hear about your history. My name is Omnia, Omnia in the States. I was born in Egypt, Alexandria to be specific. And my parents migrated to the States when I was 10 years old to New York City. I arrived on June 4th, 2001. What yeah. part of New York? Queens. How was your English then? Horrible. Horrible. Oh my okay. gosh, horrible. My, my hair was really crazy and uh, like unruly and it just looked different and I didn't use products on it. You know, like I had a unibrow, my, I was very hairy. It was just like not a, not a fun scene. Four months later, planes hit. I had no idea what like Manhattan was, honestly. I didn't know what the Twin Towers were. Naturally so. Why would I? Right. Um, I, honestly, the, the, the being Muslim part wasn't really like a thing that I was very conscious of until months and months after 9-11. I didn't know that it wasn't liked before 9-11, you know? But then after that, everything changed. Were there any incidents? A lot of bullying, not like physical bullying. Like my elementary school years were not, I just don't have good memories of that. Like high school, I had like a friend circle and things got better. Like New York is tough. It's really hard being an immigrant family in New York. You know, you just, my, I'm sure like I, I would hear my dad getting, he, he would like say that he got cussed out that day or mistreated or not heard or, you know, when you go to certain things and people tell you like, go to the back of the line, no questions. Um, that was all part of that for sure. What yeah. kind of work does your dad do or did your dad do? For most of my life, my dad was working in delis, making sandwiches, and uh, then he went on to do the street food carts in New York. So my dad was a hot dog guy for a long time, for almost 10 years. 
uh, being on the streets of New York. Um, and then most recently he transitioned to being a taxi driver. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's where I come from. Always the hard worker, always worked with his hands. Um, and my mom always worked on the brain and the mind and the heart stuff at home. I wish my parents were in the same place. Now I'm worried about two different places, New York, which is basically its own country with COVID right now. And Egypt, which it's not doing too bad. Uh, not as bad as South Africa. Ramadan is approaching us and people can't go pray and congregate and celebrate together. The street cafes, they're the heartbeat and people can't do that. My dad says he's just home all the time with the family. Social distancing is maybe a harder concept because there's still larger groups being home together. Why does one or both of your parents go back and forth? My parents are immigrants. Everything was kind of referred back to motherland and back to Egypt. And vacations for them was going back home and being with their, with their loved ones. Um, because that's where everyone is. I have a brother, a younger brother. He's living with mom. Are you scared for them? I am. Taking care of their health was never a priority for them. Taking care of the family and making sure food was on the table was the priority. So they just have really bad health, you know? I want to be closer to them, which is what I'm going to do very soon. Where will the four of you meet, do you think? I would ideally love to go and be with my mom for a little bit and then hopefully take her to Egypt with me so we can all be together. But we don't, I don't even know if I can get into the States in two months, you know? Islam, are you uh, like a yes. pretty devout practicer? I wouldn't say I'm a devout practicer, no, no. But How is, but, how um, is it part of your life? It's huge. It's actually a huge part of my life, but it's, it's a very, you know, it's like a, I'm, I'm a very faithful person and it's a relationship that I have that is so sacred for me with God. Um, and I'm still working on, I'm, I'm learning more about that. You know, I'm learning more about that because I, I grew up in a very strict religious household. Well, actually, like, not very strict. Sorry, let me take that back. But it was, you know, we, you know, we prayed five times a day. We fasted for Ramadan. There was absolutely no alcohol growing up. Sex was not a thing you talk about. Just, just like those basic things. Um, and I, I loved it. And I, I was praying five times a day without my parents telling me at some point in high school. Like it was just part of my way of meditating, I guess, and being okay. It was like my therapy. Um, and then you go to college and college is a different game. You know, you gotta like, you gotta play by different rules. There's a lot of stuff that you're introduced to, a lot of people, a lot of concepts. Like the concept of studying abroad was such a weird thing for my parents. And I knew I wanted to do it. I knew I wanted to do it because I always had, I always like want, I'm like, I was always itchy. I want, like I wanted to leave and I wanted to do my own thing. And 
that like staying faithful through that time was different. It was a change in the relationship. It was a change in the circumstances. I wasn't around my parents so much. I did things on my own accord. Um, so I, I would say, yes, Islam is a huge part of my life in my own way. One thing that has always shaped my positivity is actually my faith and, and Islam. Because growing up around a lot of prayer and a lot of, you know, a lot of the Quran and Ramadan and Eid and all of that. Um, and even in, in, in daily sayings in the religion, there's always like looking forward to, and if you, if you are good, you will get this. Um, and I feel like that has shaped my positivity. Is it um, helping you to shape your neutrality right now? Yeah, I think so. I feel like this is a wake-up call for us being more grateful as a human race for everything that we have, for clean water, if you have clean water, for shelter, for having internet. This is a time to be grateful and to learn to be grateful for the things that you maybe don't have, but you do have. You know, you think you don't have, but you have everything you need. So just be grateful in advance. What, um, what is one of your favorite prayers or verses from Quran that you would maybe share with me? Or just a saying? Yeah, so just a saying. Uh, we say Alhamdulillah, thank God, in English. Alhamdulillah is said all the time, you know? Whenever we start anything, whenever we, whenever we finish anything, whenever we're talking to someone, it's just part of almost every sentence. And I didn't realize that until I was older. And then I realized that there actually is a lot to be grateful for. Um, so just the, those small sayings have carried such huge impact. I don't know what else I want to ask you about. Is there anything that, uh, is there? You well, just, can I ask you? Yeah. Sure. Make sure you pin your screen on you. Oh, okay. Thing. Wow. Okay. Look at you. Now I know what it feels uh, like to be I'm, on the other, the other role. See, now you see, right? <laughs> so Barack. Yes. Tell I'm me, there. um, you, you, you have like a zest for humanity and you believe in, in like ordinary, like stories, you know, and why is that? And where did that come from? My dad died a year ago and my son Arel spoke at his funeral and he said that he would walk, they would walk around the town together. He said like it would take forever because my dad would talk to every single person. He knew everyone. And I, maybe I get a little bit of it from there. Like he, he did like people a lot and he talked to a lot of people and, um, knew all kinds of details about their lives. And so that's probably one place I got it. When I visit my mom, when I visited her in the last year, we'd be walking around the town and, and uh, she'll talk to like random people. She's like, I'm taking over for daddy. If you had to put your, uh, your trend forecaster hat on right now and predict what's gonna happen with the world, Knowing what um, you know and with your experience, what would you say? Like, like with everything good and bad in the world, it's 
it's never evenly distributed. I don't think it's the going to be the end of the world, but it's going to be the end of some worlds for sure. Um, yeah. And some families and some communities and some cities, not the end end, but it's going to be much, much harder. Here's one thing that I think is depressingly true. I don't think we will learn from it. I just don't think we will. We've had so many things to learn from so many like genocides that then happen again with other people or droughts that happen again with other people or yeah. wars that happen again. I'm pinning you again. No. Well, yes. But, uh, thank no. you. So ah! <laughs> um, thank you so much for talking to me. Shukran. Thank you. Shukran. Afwan. Afwan. Shukran. And then I will hope to see you somewhere. Soon. 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 Bye. Peace out. Bye.